Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I'm Danny Pellegrino. Welcome to Everything Iconic. It's Real Houses of New York reunion time. The season is winding down. Now, my favorite part of the reunion was at the end when Andy goes, Hey, DJ, play our new song. And they were playing Luann's new song, Feeling Giovanni. And while it was playing over the loudspeaker at the reunion stage, Luann was kind of like mouthing along, lip syncing along, and dancing. And <laughs> she kept saying, Louder has to be louder. <laughs> louder. Has to be loud or turn it up. <laughs> oh, she's like, get that, get the song loud as it possibly can be. Oh, it made me laugh so much. Make it louder. <laughs> Just yelling at producers to turn up that fucking volume like they're at a club. Oh my god, I laughed so hard. Make it loud. <laughs> my Luann impression's terrible, but oh my god, it made me laugh. And then also, it's just like, what was going on? Like Andy said. Hey DJ, turn it on. It's like there's what is DJ James Kennedy back there? Like what? Some poor producer cameraman had to put it on. Uh and Andy's just like, hey DJ, play feeling Giovanni. And all the women had to sit through it. And Luann's just like, play it louder. 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 <laughs> oh, sorry. I hope you escorted the dogs out of the room before you started this podcast. Everyone, hello. We're gonna be talking about the whole reunion. Before we do, I have to say off the bat, off the top. Reunions are sort of hard to recap because they're like, it's almost like a Inception because we're recapping a show that recaps a show, you know, like we're watching. In that way, it's also sort of fun because we're recapping other people recapping what they just did. And it's very much old lady Inception. And I'm here for it. I'm just saying the uh, recaps are just an odd bird for reunions, but I'm ready to go. And now before I get into the episode, I also have to say that Carol and Dorinda were together on July 4th eating pie. It always warms my heart when I see the old cast members with the current cast members. I just like to know that they're still friends in real life. It makes me feel like this whole thing was not a facade. Like, I don't feel like I'm being bamboozled. It's interesting with the Hills reboot recently. I've been going back and I had watched old episodes of the Hills. And just recently, I was like finding myself in this wormhole where I was reading articles from like 2007 about the Hills. And I somehow stumbled upon that Rolling Stone that they did, the four Hills cast members, do you remember the girls were all on the cover? And I was reading the interview, and they were all sort of pretending to be friends, although at the time, Heidi and Elsie were not friends. Anyway, the point is, back then, they were all pretending like they were very close. And now with the reboot, they're pretending they're close again, some of them. And we all know it's a facade. And I like on my shows, even if they're tricking us a little bit, I like knowing that they still have some sort of relationship off-camera. And The Real Houses of New York, in particular, out of all the Housewives franchises, I truly do feel like they're friends off-camera. I feel like they have each other's backs, and they are just seemingly close. They might not be besties outside of the camera, but I do think they're closer than maybe like The Real Houses of Beverly Hills or I don't know, some of the other franchises where I watch it, and like I don't think they've talked off-camera once. You know what I'm saying? The New York women, they just have each other's backs. And so seeing Carol and Dorinda, I've been saying I miss Carol. I know a lot of you hate Carol, so please, (laughs) I get it. But I miss Carol. And I think knowing that she's friends with Dorinda, the doors open a little bit. And it was revealed recently that Carol and Bethany had seen each other at a party and had a nice conversation. So I would like her to come back or maybe do an appearance because I feel like her and Bethany could really mend their bridge. Is that what it's, mend their bridge? That's the saying, right? Anyway, they were eating pie. Carol made a pie and gave it to Dorinda. Her last good summer. Carol's last good summer. Okay, so we opened this reunion episode backstage. As you know, the past few years, we've been opening backstage. We see Andy going up to all the women in the dressing room as they're getting their hair and makeup done. And he's just talking to everyone. Ramona knows what she's in for at the reunion. I think she knows she's going to have to answer for all the lies that we saw her 
on camera <laughs> all those lies that Angel Ball Angel Ball she's going to have to answer for. So Ramona knows that we do see Andy talk to Tinsley. Apparently, she's got some new lashes she's coming out with. But we see Tinsley with her makeup artist, and her makeup artist says on camera, we'll do extra powder in case these bitches make you sweat. And I want to take a moment to just salute the hair and makeup people for these women, for all of the housewives, all the Vanderpump Rules kids, all the Southern Charmers, all of the hair and makeup people. I just want to raise my hat to you or, or dip my hat to you or whatever the correct phrasing is. I just want to salute you, because you've all been doing such tireless work, and all of the ladies looked amazing. I mean, I didn't love any of the dresses, like, I don't know, the dresses were great, but no one's was, like, blowing me away. You know, Kyle on Real House of Beverly Hills, her 80s dress in the reunion that's coming up next week, that is a dress that really blew me away when I saw it. I don't know why, I just love the 80s vibe of it, the neon, uh, the shoulders, but on New York, none of them really blew me away. I do like Bethany's um, Bethany's look, and I like Ramona's dark blue dress. But I don't know, no one's blown me away. But their hair and makeup is all amazing. And those hair and makeup people, they're giving us sassy comments backstage. Like this hair and makeup art- artist, he said, I'm going to give you extra powder in case these bitches make you sweat. What a brilliant line. And he's also there working. He's there doing a job, doing a phenomenal job, and giving us a soundbite. So bravo to you, bravo to you, and all the hair and makeup people who do the tireless work of making these people look good. I know they look good without the hair and makeup too, but they look extra good because of these tireless workers that we do not deserve. So thank you, thank you. It was revealed that Countess wasn't at the reunion last year, which I'd just forgotten. And we talked about it a little bit in this episode, but I'd just forgotten that she wasn't there last year. We do see Bethany backstage, and Bethany says anything could happen. She was at a courtroom all week, and she says anything can happen at a courtroom or a reunion, and it's true. Very much true. Although I do think the courtroom is probably more intense, and I would like cameras in there. I know there's a lot of personal things going on, but I'd love to see it. Is that wrong of me? Maybe. But I think it would be interesting to see inside that courtroom. All that stuff. I can't believe Bethany's still going through the court case with Jason. Ugh, I feel for that. I couldn't even imagine. It's almost like become a part-time job for her or something. It's honestly crazy. And at a certain point, I feel like they all just need to say, okay, enough, we're done here. And we're just moving on. And whatever is going on, we need to just end it. And despite hating each other so much, we need to just figure out a way to make this work where we don't have to go to court. And how is he even paying for the lawyers? Is she paying for his lawyers? Because the lawyers are expensive. I understand that she runs a company, but he's not running the company. So I think she's probably paying for those lawyers, right? Maybe I'm wrong. Ugh. Anyway. We do see then all of the women walking on stage. Ramona walks in, she trips over the wires, and she says, I know you told me that I'm going to trip, and here I am, I'm tripping. She's like, I need help. And she needed the PA to help her across the wires. <laughs> I don't know, it made me laugh. She's just tripping. Ramona, Ramona, Ramona. And Sonia, she brings her purse out on stage, and she had tape in it to tape her face back. She was doing like a manual facelift, or a face tuck, or whatever pulling her face back, her skin on her face was being pulled back by tape, by scotch tape, probably. Guys, I love my sonorita. Sonorita, as Luann would say. I just love that she's wearing tape. She's very dynasty, as Andy says. She's actually wearing a Sonia by uh, Sonia Morgan. $105, she said that dress was. Now, I'm not blown away by that dress, but I still think that's a good deal for $105. It's a good deal. I think it's great. And Dorinda's wearing a Naeem Khan, who is Carol's friend. They showed us Carol's friend in the flashback. We saw that scene where Carol's like, you know, my friend dresses Michelle Obama. She's not giving you a dress, Luann. And now Dorinda's wearing one. And what, what a power play that is by Dorinda, because Dorinda knows that she could call out Luann, because Dorinda knew that all the Giovanni stuff was going to come up again. She knew that Luann was going to be wearing the Giovanni. And it was going to be Giovanni, Giovanni, Giovanni. And here comes Dorinda and Anaim, who we know that Luann was shaded by Carol with the Naeem Khan dress before. It's just such a slap in the face. It's a brilliant power move by Dorinda. And Dorinda is really giving us everything. This whole reunion, she's giving us great monologuing. She's giving us power plays. All of it. She's doing the most. And I'm here for it. She looked great, too. I didn't love the Naeem. I didn't love that dress, though. To be honest, none of them. I just, I'll be honest, I didn't love any of them. 
Anyway, oh, Dorinda, when she mentions the dress, she says to Luann, you're not going to get there. She's like, you're wearing a Giovanni. Good luck getting in uh, to something like mine. Keep your $400 dress, she said to Luann. Ooh, Dorinda was on 10. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. Now we open uh, with Andy saying, now you all just saw the last few episodes of the season. And Luann cops to it right off the bat. She says, I watched it and my head is humble. She says, I was totally self-absorbed. She said she was totally self-absorbed. Now, she's trying to save face this reunion. I think Luann knows how horribly she came across the whole season, particularly the last half, or actually the whole thing. Really the whole thing. Luann looked like an asshole. <laughs> you looked like an asshole. And she's coming in to save face. And which, I don't know. I didn't buy any of it. Like, when Luann says, like, I'm humble, and I, I looked stupid, and I shouldn't have said that, or I shouldn't have done that, I don't really feel like she gets it. I don't feel like she gets it. I don't think that she believes it. I feel like she's saying it because she feels like she has to say it. And there's some sort of disconnect with Luann. And I love Luann. And I always say this. I feel like I'm being too hard on Luann. And I don't, I don't want to be rude, but I feel like she just doesn't, she doesn't believe any of the stuff that's coming out of her mouth or she doesn't get it. She doesn't have any sort of self-awareness with anything. One of the things that I think I'm good about is that I have some self-awareness. So even when I'm being annoying, I feel like I know that I'm being annoying. So even you guys might be listening to an episode or something and rolling your eyes and when I say something and I, I like feel like I'm self-aware enough to know that there are, there are plenty of times where that happens. I get that. But some people don't have any of that self-awareness. And I feel like Luann has not like an, a sliver of it. She doesn't know when she's... when what people are thinking of her. I just don't think she gets it. Just don't think she gets it. Uh, on this stage, it's revealed that Ramona's got her new teeth. Her new teeth? She got her new teeth. She said that because she had some cavities. The dentist gave her some new teeth, some new chompers on, on that Ramona of ours. <laughs> they look fantastic. Even Andy says, he says, I was nervous they were going to look like shit. And look, what Andy was saying was, I was nervous they were going to look like LVPs. I'm sorry somebody had to say it. We don't say that, but now we said it, okay? No offense to LVP, I love her, but we all know, even Camille was talking about LVP's new teeth. LVP's new teeth, and I would argue Kyle's new teeth as well, aren't the best. Aren't the best. But Ramona's teeth look phenomenal. I really think like her new teeth look good. They look natural. They don't look too chompery like some of the others. Look, LVP's a beautiful woman. Kyle's a beautiful woman. But when we saw their new chompers, we all said, whoa, what's that? We all, we all, we all fell to the floor and we said, what's that? What's happening? When we saw their new chompers. But Ramona's, I think we all looked at and we thought, oh, yeah, that's nice. Nice new chompers. Anyway, then uh, Andy talks to Bethany and says, Dennis was at the last three reunions. And Bethany cries off the bat, we're going right in with Dennis. And here's the thing about all the dentist stuff. I felt like it was a little bit mean. I don't know why we had to address it so much. Although I guess Bethany's on the show and Dennis was a big part of her storyline. But it felt a little bit like torturous to put Bethany through this of having to talk about her ex who passed away from... Uh, it felt like dark to me. And I know part that's the whole show, right? It's the, the gig. We're watching these people watch their lives and talk about what they just went through on the reunions, but it felt really dark to have Bethany have to watch so much of herself crying about her ex who passed away. And I don't know that there's a way around it, because if Andy didn't address it, we'd all be like, why didn't you talk about Dennis? But it felt like a lot. I don't know, maybe we needed less of it? I'm not sure. Then we see a montage of the ladies all moving. They all moved, and I didn't realize like they all literally moved. <laughs> I don't know why. I never put that together, but they literally almost all moved this season. Got a little flashback of Lori, Queen uh, Dorinda's, Laura, uh, Dorinda's realtor Lori. What a queen icon legend she is. Would like more of her next year. Uh, we got a flashback to that gangster lunch where Dorinda was in the pink hair. We got a flashback to season four of Marrakesh. When Ramona was driving through Marrakesh with Alex McCord and Sonia Tremont Morgan. She was looking at the side of the road at the donkeys. I was on the edge of my seat. I was thinking we might get a Cindy Barship appearance. I thought maybe Cindy's going to appear in a flashback because here's the thing. Whenever we get these flashbacks, we see a lot of the ex-cast members. Like I mentioned, we saw a flashback of Carol early in the episode. Every week we see a flashback. Sometimes we see our, our yummy tummy mama, Heather. Sometimes we see Aviva Drusher with the leg throw. 
We see all sorts of flashbacks, but we almost never, almost never, it's like a unicorn sighting, seeing a flashback of Cindy Barship, queen of the Vajazzling. We don't see, <laughs> we don't see Cindy Barship. And I just, I always, I get excited if we, if we almost see her. I really, I really want to see her one day. I'm hopeful that one day, knock on wood, we get another Cindy Barship flashback. As it stands, I think we've very rarely had a Cindy Barship, even in the background of a flashback scene. It seems like she's never around. She did not contribute much during her time on the show, but, uh, you know, it'd be a fun drinking game or, or some sort of game to play, like you spot Cindy in a flashback. I don't know. <laughs> Should do a giveaway or something. I don't know. We'll figure that out. But we did not get Cindy, but we did get a season four flashback of the women in Marrakesh, and that was exciting. So then back in present time, we start talking about Luann saying she got uh, paparazzi photoed in her house in the Hamptons. And Bethany says, she says, look, everyone lives in the Hamptons. I live in the Hamptons. She says, who, uh, she says Kelly Ripa's there, Howard Stern, Madonna's there. She says, we never see the pictures in the tabloids, but you're saying, Luann, that you're in the tabloids. So like, why are the paparazzi going after you, but they're not looking after Madonna? And Bethany's rattling off this list. She says, uh, you know, like I said, Kelly Ripa, Howard Stern, Madonna. Then Dorinda chimes in with Billy Joel. <laughs> and something clicked. When Dorinda said Billy Joel, I thought, you know what? Dorinda is a huge Billy Joel fan, and I can feel it. She doesn't just say it. She did say his name right there to give an example of someone who's in the Hamptons not getting uh, their photographs taken by the paparazzi. But I could tell in that moment Dorinda's a huge Billy Joel fan. I could feel it radiating off of her. And that made me happy, and it made me feel warm. I just thought, you know what? That's good. I'm happy Dorinda's Billy Joel fan. She didn't have to say a single word about it. She didn't have to say, I went to Billy Joel concert. I could feel it. I could feel it. By the way, I just saw that movie yesterday. You know, that Beatles movie. It's like about the Beatles. And I'm, don't yell at me, but I'm not a huge Beatles fan. But I love this movie so, so much. It was like a cute rom-com. Cute rom-com. And I ended up like loving the music in it. So there you go. Maybe I do like the Beatles. <laughs> Surprise. Anyway. Um, what does that have to do with Billy Joel? I'm not sure. The point is, Luann <laughs> says that she cannot walk the street, so she had to move. We did get, a, we did see a photo that a paparazzi took of her in like a yellow dress. I don't know. I don't know. So we talked to Dorinda a little bit about John. She says she sees him two to three times a week. I love this plan. I've said it on the show before. I like this whole idea that Dorinda sees John when she wants to see him a few times a week. They get their sex in. And then she has the house to herself. What more could you want? I think it sounds great. I love Matt, but, you know, come on. <laughs> I love Matt. I hope he's not listening to this. He doesn't listen to the show, but uh, I like this plan. I think it's a great idea. Then uh, what else? Ramona says where she's moving, they have to bleep it. You see, when we're doing reunion recaps, it's like they move so fast and we talk about a hundred different topics. So if it sounds like I'm just um, speeding through certain topics, that's because that's what they do in the show. Here we are. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know if you guys listen to the Southern Charm recap, but if you did, you know that I'm, of course, referencing Lady Gaga's AO. So, here we go. Anyway, then we cut to more of the Bethany and Dennis talk. She uh, talks about how she was almost getting rid of Skinny Girl. She ended up not wanting to sell Skinny Girl. She just wanted to downsize a little bit. Bethany talks a bit about her allergy attack, and I'm not touching that. I know a lot of you DM me about Bethany's allergy stuff, and I one time did a story on my Instagram about Bethany's allergies, and boy, did I get attacked. <laughs> I got a lot of pushback on that, and I decided to never talk about her allergies again. So I do hope she's well, and I hope she's always carrying a Benadryl and an EpiPen, but I just am not going after the allergies. I'm not talking about it. Everyone's got allergies, and it's a very serious issue. I will say that much. Allergies are very serious. And those of you that suffer, my heart goes out to you. So that's the that on that. Then uh, we see a little bit about Bethany with her boyfriend. Her new boyfriend's very hot. Here's the thing. Do you guys remember when we almost lost Bethany? Like, for good? I'm not saying, um, I, I just mean from on the show. Like, remember when she left in season three? And then she had the talk, sh she had the spinoff, and then she had the talk show. And I thought we lost her on the show forever at that point. Like, I thought she would never come back to Housewives. Then she came back season seven, and we've been with her ever since. And I just want to say thank you to the Bravo gods. Thank you to Andy. I'm so grateful and so happy that we got Bethany back. I oftentimes have a love-hate relationship with Bethany, but 
Ultimately, I think she's one of the greatest housewives we have across all the franchises. She's so entertaining to watch. She's so much fun to watch. And I'm just very grateful to the Bravo Gods for bringing to her to us for so many years. I don't know that we deserve it, but we have it. And it seems like she's going to be back next season. There's no end in sight with Bethany leaving. I hope she's with us for a while. And look, I want Bethany. I want Ramona with us. I want Sonia, Dorinda. I want these women all with us for years and years to come. The only thing I want them to do is add a couple people. Don't want to take anyone away. Although maybe demote Luann again. Anyway, moving on. Andy tries to get the timeline of Bethany's new relationship and Dennis's passing. During this conversation, Bethany says that Dennis wasn't dependable. She said at one point he stayed in bed all day. She was, he was supposed to take her out on Mother's Day, and he didn't do that. And they're sort of skirting around the drug issue, which I think I had read in the tabloid, so forgive me, I'm not trying to speculate, but I think I'd read in like page six or something. Wasn't there some sort of drug thing that was connected to it? I don't know. I read so much of this stuff, it goes in one ear, out the other. Some of it sticks with me. Some of it I think I make up in my sleep. I think sometimes I go to bed. (laughs) You guys do that? Sometimes I go to bed and I just like wake up and I'm like thinking a dream was real, but I never fact check it. So I just go throughout the rest of the day thinking that it happened. The other night I could not sleep. I talked about this on the show. It was Jessica Simpson's birthday. And I'd been listening to her song a little bit. You know, a little more time, a little more you, a little more me, a little less you. Terrible singer. Anyway, I had been listening to it and it was stuck in my head. And I'm not kidding you, I was up for like three extra hours. I had turned off the TV and then three hours later, I'm still just singing that fucking song in my head. I could not go to sleep. It's just replaying over and over in my head. And then I went to bed and I had a dream that I recorded a remix with her, with Jess, our Queen Jess. I, it wasn't even a big hit. Let me just say that. I think it peaked at like number 86. <laughs> it was not a hit, but I love it. And I had this dream that I did a remix with her. And I woke up the next day thinking like, oh yeah, our new song's coming out. And it's like, then I had to remind myself, nope, that was a dream. <laughs> you did not record a remix version of A Little Bit with Jessica Simpson. Did not happen. It was a devastating blow to my ego, but it did not happen. So sometimes I think these things come in. So I don't know if there was a drug thing for sure, forgive me, but I think there was some connection and it felt to me at this reunion, they were skirting around a little bit. Like she said, he stayed in bed all day. And I don't know if it was, it could have been mental illness. Of course, I've often talked about, I had a very serious bout of depression and I suffer from anxiety and depression. But um, when you have a serious bout of depression, I mean, one of the symptoms is you can't oftentimes get out of bed. I mean, I had, uh, during my rough depression time, it was very hard for me to get out of bed. And so I don't know, maybe it was that, maybe it was a mixture of, of a bunch of different things. But I think it was respectful of them not to talk about it, to be honest, because I feel like all the Dennis stuff must be very hard for his kids and his ex-wife. Because wasn't he was previously married and he has kids with this other woman. And I don't think it's fair to the kids to be having to see all this play out on TV. Like I know that Bethany is talking about her life, but if that was my father, I would be livid if this was all happening on a reunion stage about my dad. And like people were talking about my dad's death on a reunion stage, like I would be livid. So I don't know. It's good. I guess good that they were just sort of dipping in. But well, they did talk about Dennis quite a bit. Like it was a lot of Dennis. And I don't know that they should have. Dorinda did say about Dennis, though, she said, grief is so individual. And I totally agree with that. And Dorinda said, it's okay to say this is bad. So she said to Bethany after Dennis passed, she said, this is bad. This is just a really bad time. And this is something that I live by. I think sometimes with friends, when they're going through a hard time, and myself too, like when I'm going through a hard time, sometimes I just want someone to say, this is a shitty time right now. I don't want them to say, uh, you'll be better. Or I don't want them to say, you know, if you get out and uh, go to the uh, gym, you'll feel better. You know, I know those things. You know, we know those things. And sometimes we just want someone to say, this is a shitty time right now. And then other times we do want someone to say, hey, you need to go here. You need to go do this. You need to do that. That'll help you feel better. But other times I just want someone to say, what you're going through right now sucks. You just have to get through it. It's just a shit. Life dealt you a shit deck of cards, a shit hand of cards, and you just have to deal with it for now. And that's what I crave a lot of times. And I try to think of that with friends too. Sometimes a friend doesn't want to hear 
that there's light at the end of the tunnel. They just want to know that now is shit and you're validating their feelings. Does that make sense? I don't know if that made sense. And I just, if I'm going through a shit time, sometimes I just want someone to validate that and be like, yeah, you're going through a shit time. Anyway, I appreciate Dorinda. I appreciate Dorinda. Then Andy talks to Luann about how Dennis helped her. So we do know from the episode that Luann had asked Dennis for $6 million, and Andy's asking the questions. Apparently, Dennis got Luann a very powerful lawyer. Then Luann was having a manic episode where she asked a bunch of people or a couple people. She called them on the phone for $6 million for another house. And I wonder what else is going on with Lou. I feel like there's more to Lou's situation than we know. And of course, it's personal. Mental health is always very personal, and people can share when they want to share. But when they said she was having a manic situation, I wondered if that was a common thing for Luann, or if that was only alcohol-induced. And they don't owe me anything to share that with me. I'm just, that was what I was wondering as I was watching. I thought, oh, they said she had a manic, I don't know if they even said episode, but she had like, they mentioned the word manic. And I wondered if it was just from the alcohol, or if it's something that happens often. I wonder. I wonder. Then we talk a little bit about the catering guy, and Andy was wet. Andy, when he brought up that catering guy that Bethany had dated, who we saw on camera, who was gorgeous. Gorgeous. Andy was wet. I was wet. We were all wet. Our our basements were flooded when we saw that image of Bethany's caterer that she dated briefly. I mean, he was gorgeous. What happened to him? What's his story? Everyone has a story. What's his story? Where is he? Let's get him on next season. I know Bethany has another new boyfriend who's also very cute. But this man, this caterer, we need him more. We need more of him. So please, let's get him on. I'm surprised he hasn't bartender for Andy. You know, Andy loves to put one of those hot men behind the bar. I'm surprised he hasn't bartender and watch what happens live. Maybe he turned him down. I don't know. But we need more of this man. It's revealed that Bethany and Paul are still together. Now, here's the thing. Remember how I mentioned earlier how these women are actually friends, and that's what I like? Bethany had said Ramona talked to Paul on the phone. Tinsley met his parents. These women are friends in real life. This all stuff that happened off camera because Paul did not sign a release to be on camera. And Ramona said she talked to him on the phone. Tinsley met the parents. Tinsley's the one who we always, uh, people online always argue that she's not connected with the group enough. But here was Tinsley meeting Bethany's boyfriend's parents in Palm Beach. There you go. Friends in real life. Friends in real life. Mention it all, Bethany said on the reunion stage. And boy, did we. I didn't like how Bethany said her tagline. <laughs> she said, mention it all. And I don't always love when the women do the callbacks to their taglines. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Here, it just sort of uh, landed with a little bit of a thud. But uh, it's revealed that Paul and Bethany are still together. Again, I think he's very cute. I would like to know more about him. And they talk a little bit about men being on camera. So Bethany says that Scott, Tinsley's ex, he seemingly wanted to be on camera because he signed a release. He met Tinsley on camera. He sent Tinsley that big-ass thing of flowers to Cartagena when they all had the, the, you know, big Cartagena boat trip from hell. So seemingly, Scott liked the spotlight. He was also in those Coupon Cabin commercials with Carol. Never forget. Hashtag never forget Coupon Cabin commercials. <laughs> never forget. Those things are seared in my brain uh, like my grandparents' death. I mean, I'll never forget those Coupon Cabin commercials. It's replay, and sometimes I'll just be driving down the street or going to get gas or something, and all of a sudden the Coupon Cabin commercial plays in my head. Never getting rid of it. It's just going to be up there forever. You know, I lose, I can't tell you what the Pythagorean theorem is, but I could tell you, (laughs) I can visualize the Coupon Cabin commercial where they're all in the elevator. Is what it is. Is what it is. Anyway, I do think she was right. I think Scott wanted the spotlight. Although I understood Tinsley's point. She's like, I wanted Scott to be on camera. And what Tinsley was saying is, I wanted Scott to be on camera because I knew it was part of the job. I knew that everyone would get mad at me or I wouldn't be on camera as much without Scott. And so I could tell that's what Tinsley was saying. Bethany doesn't have to worry about that. If Bethany's man doesn't want to be on camera, it's fine because Bethany knows how to make story, produce. She knows how to make other things go on. Tinsley doesn't quite know how to do that yet. And Tinsley doesn't have the fan base and support quite yet that Bethany does. So anyway, then we talk a little bit more about Dorinda and Luann. We talk about that Tyler Perry quote, The Fish Room. God, you guys, there were so many moments this season. So we didn't quite have an overarching story. Talked about that before. There wasn't like one big drama. I'd say the main thing of the season was like Luann's recovery, right? But 
there wasn't like one big thing. Like last season was all Bethany versus Carol. It was like the big overarching storyline. And this season didn't quite have that, but we had so many moments that were so memorable that we will remember forever that will live on in gift form, in story form, in everything. We'll be tweeting about the Tyler Perry quote for years to come. So I do think the season was very successful in that aspect. So much online creative content that we will have forever. You know, I make a lot of memes on my Instagram, and I always say the New York women, they are the most memeable, and they give us the most content with, to work with. You could tell, I feel, when a housewife season is bad, because there's no content that lives past that season. So Real Houses of Orange County, they've had a couple flop seasons. I think last season, the only thing that really stuck with me in terms of like online content was the ropes course. Do you remember when Vicky's like, my finger, my finger. <laughs> Shannon, I don't have a core. Shannon, <laughs> the ropes. Remember they were at the ropes course. So that was like the one moment from last season that I felt like we, we gift and we memed and we did all of that with. And it lived on. And it was a funny moment that we'll look at for years to come. But other than that, that was like basically it. And the season before that, I think the only really memorable, gifable, memeable moment was Vicky with the sheet over her head. Anyway, so those were unsuccessful seasons. And I think you could look back at those and say, okay, there was only one or two moments that were memeable in that whole season. And that wasn't a very successful one. Now here on The Real House of New York, we got a lot of moments. We got uh, Sonia and Ramona just laughing hysterically. I mean, that's something that we can all do a callback to online forever and years and years to come. So that's what I look at as a successful season. And I think Roni delivered in that, but there's no overarching storyline. And that was what we were missing. But uh, back to Luann and Dorinda, we did, we also got that moment where Dorinda was like, I will send you a lawyer's lever when she was drunk in Miami. And I will send you a lawyer's lever. <laughs> I'm going to send you a lawyer's lever. Ah, loved it. And with that, I think we should take a quick break here and we'll come back and we'll finish up this recap. And I will send you a lawyer's lover. <laughs> and I will send you a lawyer's lever. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Dorinda was mad at Luann because she says, I mean, she's mad at her for a bunch of reasons, but one of the things that Dorinda said about Luann's show, Cabaret Countess. 
Countess Cabaret. Hashtag Countess and Friends. This fucking cabaret. One of the things that Dorinda says was, I gave you half your show. And Dorinda's right. She said, I gave you uh, half the show is about your dresses, and then half is about shitting on your castmates. And Dorinda's totally right about that. And I think the castmates should be mad about it. If I was in the cast, and this woman was touring the whole fucking country talking about me, although I, <laughs> I don't know. She's so going to say, everything iconic's going on tour, and I'm going to be talking about these women. So maybe that's not the right. Maybe that's not right. But the point is, I do think Dorinda's right. It's like the whole show was about, like, Dorinda gave her the whole fucking show. She didn't come up with anything other than the Giovanni dresses. I get it. Also, Dorinda, when they were arguing, Dorinda said, I was there with you the first time you went to jail. And that was so fucking shady. <laughs> she said, the first time you went to jail. Andy called her out on it because he was like, why do you say the first time? She's only been to jail one time. Dorinda knew what she was implying. I think Dorinda went into the reunion with that line, and it was a brilliant line, power play. And uh, bravo, clapping at you, Dorinda. Hats off to you, Dorinda. Salute you. Anyway, it seems like Dorinda and Luann just seem to hate each other, and it's weird to even think that they were friends. Like, I don't see any sort of friendship between them. I know they were close at one point. Dorinda was in Luann's wedding. But it seems weird to me. It seems unfixable. I know they hugged at the end, but I don't buy it. I don't think Dorinda likes Luann. I truly don't. And I get why. I, I get it. Anyway, Dorinda says to Luann, you've done injustices to everyone. Your whole life has been one big cabaret countess. Dorinda's just not buying Luann's bullshit or the countess shit. She's not buying it. And then Andy asks Luann, is Tyler Perry not capable of having a deep thought? Because Dorinda had sent Luann a Tyler Perry quote. And Durant, uh, Luann shit all over it. So Andy asked that. And then Dorinda launches into a monologue that is Emmy-worthy. This is a monologue that should be played in acting classes around the world. It's brilliant, beautiful, and I want to just do a little part of it. Now, this is Dorinda through tears. She says to Luann, <clears throat> excuse me, let me try to get my, <laughs> my vocals. <clears throat> Dorinda says, you decided at some point I could never do right by you after I stood by you like a soldier. You have a prayer card of mine I got at First Communion. I carried through my First Communion. It was my heart, and you treated me like an animal and you broke my heart. You guys, that little monologue was breathtaking to me. Truly breathtaking. Give her an Emmy. Give her the Emmy. It was so, so good. She's been talking about that prayer card, by the way, for a season. Earlier in the season, do you remember she talked to Barbara about that prayer card? It's like, we've been hearing about this prayer card for a whole fucking year. <laughs> and no offense to any, I'm not trying to shit on a prayer card. I think it's great. My grandmother gave me a prayer card that I had at my first communion. But um, I don't know, Dorinda just keeps bringing it up. And it's like, so, I don't know if it's like the, maybe it's something that like connected to my grandmother or something about it. I don't know what touches me, but I feel like that monologue about the prayer card is so moving. It's, I don't know, it's very like Italian or Godfather-esque or something. And I know Dorinda is like that. She's very much like a soprano. Like she looks like Edie Falco. Like we all say that. But, and maybe that's what it is about Dorinda, what I love so much. Later in the episode, she said something about nerving up. She said, you got us all nerved up. And that's something my grandma used to say all the time. So I don't know, maybe I feel a connection with Dorinda that way. But I don't know, that monologue, I just felt like something that was written for a Martin Scorsese movie. It was brilliant. And I just wish, I don't know, I wish I could write something that good. As a, a screenwriter, as a, a whatever, I feel like I wish I could write a line like that. Talking about the prayer cards that she carried through her first communion. She painted a picture. Dorinda painted us a picture, and it was a beautiful, stunning portrait. Loved it. She said, you broke my heart, you treated me like an animal. She said, I stood by you like a soldier. Ah, oh, my heart. It was beautiful. Give her an Emmy, a Golden Globe, a Blockbuster Entertainment Award, MTV, a VMA. Give it to all. Her. <laughs> Give it all to her. <laughs> Can't talk today. Uh, anyway, then um, Luann, they start talking about the Giovanni, like whether or not John was invited to the cabaret the first time, because of course uh, Luann wasn't at the reunion last year. And Luann gets out of her purse, her cell phone. She pulls up the text that was to Dorinda. Now, first of all, Dorinda says that she didn't heckle Giovanni. She says she's, Dorinda says she said, Giovanni, yay. <laughs> That's what Dorinda thinks she said. The rest of us know she yelled, Giovanni. She was heckling. Dorinda was heckling. But she thinks she just was like, yay, Giovanni. 
<laughs> she still denies that she heckled, which is crazy. Anyway, the text from that night, apparently, Dorinda had reached out to Leon and said, what did she say? Josh from the Fat Jew has a table and I don't? Which, come on, you guys. Come on. Then Luann responded with, I'm at a mammogram, can't talk. <laughs> you guys, this whole, this whole text chain, I want to see the receipts, I want to see the whole thing. On The Real House of Beverly Hills, do you remember there was all that stuff about the text messages between, I don't know, it was like one of the Johns and Teddy and LVP? I didn't give a shit about any of those text messages. I thought they were boring. What, don't even care to see them. But here on The Real House of New York, when they're talking about these text messages between Luann and Dorinda, I want to see the whole goddamn thing. Send me the phone records, AT&T. I want to see all of it. I think it'd be great reading. I'd publish it. A publisher needs to publish those texts. I would read them with such joy and glee. Wouldn't you love to just read the full text thread between Dorinda and Luann? I think it'd be thrilling. It'd be a bestseller. Move over, Da Vinci Code. Make, <laughs> make way on the shelf. I'm putting Luann and Dorinda's texts on my shelf because I would read the shit out of that. I think it'd be great. Remember Carol like published her blogs? I feel like if Carol could pl- publish her Bravo TV blogs in a book, we should be able to publish Dorinda and Luann's text exchange. I just want the whole thread. Anyway. Then uh, at the end of it, it was like, Luann said, it's my night. Break a leg would have been a better message. I just want the whole thing. Just want the whole thing. And then Luann said, well, it was the day of my show. I didn't want to deal with any of it. And Andy says, well, you know what? That's showbiz, babe. That's what he says. And I love anytime, anytime I hear that, it's showbiz. I just I feel a sense of delight. So that's showbiz, babe. <laughs> she said, uh, Luann said, if anyone is bothering her on the day of the show, she's, she doesn't want to talk. She's too busy. And here's the thing. I feel the same way. If I have the day of the show, I performed in stand-up sketch comedy shows, all that kind of stuff. Day of the show, I don't want anyone bothering me. I'm too upset. And I'm in my feels. In my feels. While we're here, though, real quickly, I want to say about the Everything Iconic Live tickets. For those of you that are coming, I'm so super excited. Um, I just have one note. So I had posted this. I had posted uh, a little picture on my Instagram about the tickets when they went on sale, and they sold out really quickly. Wasn't expecting it. Very thrilled, overwhelmed, so grateful. Thank you. But on the uh, comments, some people would comment and say they they missed it or whatever. And then I noticed these accounts replying to those people and saying, oh, I have two extra tickets available. I'll DM you. So people were replying to other people and saying they have tickets. And I noticed it happening a lot. I saw on my feed, it said, like, a lot of people were replying. And so I'd click on the name, and it would be people that didn't even follow me. And I was like, that's suspicious. That's sus- I thought it was weird, right? Like, it was like, why did they buy tickets originally if they don't even follow me or anything? So then I come to find out they were like these bots that were trying to, like, fake sell tickets to people. So I just want to say that to say, only buy tickets online for the Everything Iconic show at one of the ticket sellers. Just be very careful if you're buying from someone. If it is someone online, just be careful and make sure you either, I don't know, get the tickets ahead of time or that you the account's verified or, I don't know, just be very careful. I ended up turning off the comments on that post just because I didn't want anyone uh, buying tickets from one of these bots or giving one of these bots their money. And I don't even know how they did it or why or who it was. or I don't know how that worked or anything. But I turned off the comments so they couldn't reply. Um, but... Yeah, just be careful. And also, just don't buy tickets for like any outrageous amount of money. They were on sale for $25 plus the fees. So don't, you know, don't go to any of those sites and pay an insane amount of money. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. The point is, <laughs> the point is, we talk more a little bit about Luann and Dorinda. Luann says she felt cold watching her react to Dorinda's apology in the Berkshires episode. And then Luann hugs Dorinda. Luann's trying to get out of tear. They hug awkwardly. I was very worried about Luann's top. I thought one of the tits was going to pop out. Excuse my language, but I thought one of the tips was going to pop out. I thought a tit was going to pop out. Excuse my French. But I was worried. I thought a nipple was going to pop out and I'd have to turn away because I don't want to... I don't want to see that! (laughs) I don't want to see that. Don't want to see it. Then uh, they hug. They make up. I know they talk about that lawyer. Dorinda apparently contacted a lawyer about that award joke from Luann's Contest and Friends show. And Dorinda says, I'm so over this Giovanni thing. And so am I. And that was when Andy was like, DJ, play that track. And I'm sick of the Giovanni thing. I'm sick of the Countess and Friends. Next season, I better not see that cabaret one fucking time. And that's coming from me who went to her cabaret show twice. But I don't want to hear about it next season. This better be the end of it. 
I don't even care if she's touring. I don't want to see it on camera. So, like, let's forget it's not happening. Like, you know on the hills how they don't talk about how they're on a TV show? That's what I want out of this. I don't want Luann to reference her show anymore. Ever again. Let's cut it out. But they sing along to the song. Louder. It has to be louder. <laughs> Luann sings along. And she then says, uh, Luann says, I was saying to my agent the other day, getting on stage is so good for me because it's a diversion. I don't know what I would do without it. And I think this is troubling because what's going to happen when the lights go down, Luann? You know that Faith Hill song, When the Lights Go Down? I don't know if you guys have heard it. It's one of my favorite Faith Hill songs. I was just talking about Faith Hill the other day because that song Cry is also a beautiful song. I love Faith. But Faith has a song, When the Lights Go Down. When the lights go down and there's no one else around, what are you going to do, Luann? What are you going to do? Because I'm worried. She's saying the stage makes her feel better, and that's great. But it's like a temporary release, or it's a temporary relief. It's not something that's long-term, and she needs to learn how to deal with her life and herself long-term. And it just worries me a little bit. And I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. What the fuck do I know? But it was a little bit of a trigger, a red flag to me when she said that. I thought, you know what? You need to figure out something else because this is troubling. You shouldn't be only able to be fixed by the stage, by the spotlight. When the lights go down. I love that Faith Hill song, you guys. Uh, it's, it's probably my favorite. Although, like I said, I was just talking about Cry. And, I mean, what the lyrics in that song? Right? Somebody had told me that who it's written by, and you can watch. There's a version on YouTube that Faith sings with the writer of that song. It's stunning. Uh, but the lyrics of that song, Could You Cry a Little? Lie Just a Little? Heartbreaking, beautiful, stunning lyrics. And her voice soars. Uh, but, I mean, that... Uh, I don't know why we're talking about Faith Hill right now, but you know what? Always a good opportunity to talk about Faith Hill. We don't talk about her enough. She's stunning. Got that hot-ass husband. Been together forever. I saw the Soul to Soul tour, which was both of them on stage together, multiple times throughout my life, and nothing better. Watching those two sing a ballad at each other. First time I saw Tim and Faith on stage together, they put chairs, they just faced some chairs at each other and sang a ballad at each other. And I was in tears. And I'm I'm, uh, practically in tears thinking about it right now. But um, justice for Faith Hill and justice for Tim McGraw. I love those two. And Tim's hot as fuck right now. Have you guys seen his body lately? Woo! I mean, I want to talk about wet. That man is aging like a fine wine. His body's phenomenal. Always wearing that cowboy hat. Ugh. Woo! Those two are pretty. What are we talking about here? Oh, The Real House is in New York. So we end the episode. We end the episode next week. We get more of Dorinda and Lou. They made up, but all of a sudden in the preview for next week, it looks like they're fighting again. All happening again. Everything's a circle. We get Ramona apparently is saying she has dementia. <laughs> she rest, She said she had dementia or referenced it or something. Then we get some Ramona versus Lou. We get Barbara with self-tanner looking like straight out of Jersey Shore. And literally Bethany wipes off the self-tanner on Barbara. And this looks like an iconic moment to me. I saw that and I thought, that's a moment. That's a moment. Real House of Beverly Hills wishes. That moment in the preview where Bethany walks over to Barbara and wipes out the self-tanner. The other franchises could never. They could never. Bravo, bravo. And that's that. That's, the, uh, that's what's coming up next week. I'm very excited. This was thrilling. It was interesting. This reunion was mostly Dorinda, Bethany, and Luann. We didn't get really anything out of Sonia. Very little of anything. Very little out of Ramona other than the new Chompers. And then Tinsley, we had a couple little things, but for the most part, it was Dorinda, Luann, and Bethany. And I'm hopeful that the other women step it up. I know that they will, because those women know how to do this show. And I feel like they're going to be looking for the spotlight next week. So I'm very excited about that. And I'm already regretting that this season's ending. I'm already sad that it's winding down. So that's next week. Real quickly, I want to say at the end of the episode, Ramona said, for more on Real Housewives, go to bravotv.com. But she said it in a weird way. I don't know if anyone caught it. She said it in a New way that I've never heard before. This is something that they play at the end of every episode. But Ramona just said, for more of real, ha- I don't know, it was a weird cadence. Weird cadence. I don't know if anyone has it on <laughs> recorded, but I don't know. It struck me. I only heard it once, and maybe I heard it wrong, but it struck me as odd. An odd cadence. Maybe it's the new chompers. I don't know. Maybe they're making her talk funny. Who knows? Those new teeth could do anything. Who knows? Anyway, that's the episode, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I uh, encourage you all to listen to the Southern Charm recap from yesterday. I also talked a little bit about the other Bravo shows. I talked about Beverly Hills, Potomac for the first 10 minutes. So 
If you're not watching Southern Charm, but you want a little bit more Bravo, go listen to the first 10 minutes of that. And uh, what else? Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want a cameo, go to cameo.com slash Danny Pellegrino. Try to give me a few days on those. I try to get to them as fast as possible, but as quickly as possible, but it usually takes a couple days. So at least I'd say if you can allow more, they say to allow seven days. I usually get to them before that, but allow a few days. And then um, let's see, if you want to join the Everything Iconic Patreon, go to patreon.com slash everythingiconic, click become a patron. You can uh, donate $4 more per month. You get one bonus episode a month. More importantly, you're just helping to support the show. So thank you. If you want one of the t-shirts, go to everythingiconic.threadless.com. All of these links are in the episode description, so you can check them out there. Uh, rate and review on iTunes if you like it. Otherwise, uh, don't. <laughs> let's do a little cool down. So I'll take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. Hold it. Now, Luann wanted her song played louder. Let's just think about that. Now, let's breathe out. I want you to go about your day and put on a song that you love and just play it loud as you can. Whether you're in the car, your house, the shower, play a song you love at full volume. And just bask in it the way that Luann did when she was playing Feeling Giovanni on that reunion stage with the DJ. I love you all so much for listening. Bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.